Good morning. It's March 2nd. It is a gray morning in New York. The window's open. A blue jay may be screaming. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. A nightmare head-on collision between a passenger train and a freight train on the Athens to Thessaloniki route in Greece killed at least 46 people, with 10 more missing. The Greek transportation minister immediately resigned, saying in a statement quoted by the Times that when something so tragic happens, it's impossible to continue as if nothing had happened, and also said his resignation was the minimum expression of respect to the memory of those who are so unfairly lost. The station manager, who allegedly put the freight train onto the same track as the oncoming passenger train, has been arrested, and Reuters reports that on Wednesday evening, protesters hurled rocks at train company offices in Athens before being dispersed by volleys of tear gas fired by riot police. And on Thursday, trains were brought to a halt in a day of strike against what unions said was successive governments' refusal to hear repeated demands to improve safety standards. The whole ghastly event got a picture, but not a story on the front of the Times. The story was on page A4. The front of the Times had a story about Republican opposition and taxpayer fatigue, weakening support for Ukraine in the U.S., two stories about the Chicago mayoral race, both of them focused on the importance of right-wing law and order messaging in politics, and a story about how politicians in both parties are now banning the word Latinx. Maybe if Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that the Greek train crash was bad, it would be on page one. One of the two reporters assigned to write about crime and race in the Chicago mayoral contest is Jonathan Weissman. Again, that's the guy who got in trouble for tweeting about how Midwestern and Southern black politicians don't really count as Midwesterners or Southerners. Exactly the guy you want writing about the public mood as a pro-cop white guy runs against a reformist black guy for mayor. The real law and order discourse is inside on page 821, where we have New York to pay millions to protesters for violent kettling arrests, and NYPD fails to appear at city council hearing on disputed police unit. The first story is about how the city is offering a settlement of $21,500 apiece to all the people who were unlawfully confined and attacked by police during the police riots in response to the George Floyd protests in 2020. Nowhere in the story about the consequences of people's First Amendment rights being violently suppressed is there any mention of any criminal penalties for the police. The cops beat the public up and then... In response, the public has to pay between $4 million and $6 million to their hundreds of victims to settle it. A tiny sum of money next to the $121 million that the city paid out last year, according to the Times, to settle police misconduct cases. And then below that, the story is that as the city council attempted to have a hearing into the police unit that goes around beating people up at protests, the NYPD simply refused to show up. And that's how law and order works. And in other local news, George Santos did the first actually funny thing he's done since his fraudulent campaign got him into Congress, which was to introduce a bill to undo the cap on state and local tax deductions that the Trump administration put into place to cause pain to wealthy residents of high-tax states like New York. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity and convince other people to do so as well. Look both ways when you cross the street, and also down. There's a lot of nasty stuff coming out of the snowmelt. We'll talk tomorrow.